Hello, welcome to another episode of Walk a Day in My Culture. This is a podcast where I help you increase your cultural awareness by simply talking with you about the daily experiences I have as a Black woman. I truly believe that if you all can hear my experiences, you can hypothetically walk a day in my culture, which will help you to literally walk on the path of increasing your cultural awareness. So with that said, let's get into today's episode, which is entitled, What's Up With White People? (laughs) This was inspired by just some recent experiences I've been having with white people. Um, And before I get into the story, because y'all know I'm always going to tell a story to start it off, I'm going to give a quick little disclaimer. This is not to generalize all white people. This is for some white folks that are not as conscious. I'm very aware that there are also some white people out there who are very conscious, who are very aware of how they interact with people. But... There is a lot of white folks out there who engage in the behavior that I'm going to describe today. And so that's what we're going to be talking about real raw and unapologetic. Um, But I do want to just say this is not to generalize all white folks, but it is to say a lot of white folks engage in this. So if you are white and listening to this and you find yourself offended by what I am saying, you might be one of those white people I'm describing today. And I would suggest the following, that you listen to the entire podcast and that you check yourself and that you check yourself. Because again, journeying to this path, should I say, of being culturally aware, you really got to recognize when you start slipping into internal thoughts that aren't good. So if you're listening to this podcast and you have some thoughts going on and you start finding yourself offended and you don't check those internal thoughts, that can most likely lead to external behaviors that can actually be worse. So check yourself, boo, listen to the podcast and check yourself. Okay. So now that that disclaimer is out the way, let's just get into the stories that um, have inspired this podcast today. So I'm going to share two stories because it's two issues that I just have continuously been bumping up against forever, should I say. And I've just been more aware of it recently. Um, And just some things that I've been interacting in and engaging in. And so stick with me because I'm going to toggle between two stories. And then after the commercial break, I'm going to give you all my thoughts on these observations um, and kind of why I think they happen. So first story is about the issue of acknowledgement. Um, I'm not going to say where um, these things have taken place just because I'm never sure who's listening I don't want to bust nobody out too much. You know what I mean? Most likely y'all don't even know um, who I'm talking about, what I'm talking about, or where I be going. But it's just a therapist in me that, you know, always kind of wants to have a little tiny bit of confidentiality and just be aware, right? But anyway, the first issue and first story I'm going to be kind of talking about is just this this issue of acknowledgement. So there are two settings that I go to very, very frequently, right? Um, And I encounter 
pretty much the same group of people in both of these settings. One setting is very intimate and social. And then the other setting is just more social, right? But I go to both of these settings. Um, like I said, very frequently, both of them, I go to an equal amount of time, equal amount of frequency. And again, it's pretty much the same um, set of people that show up at this, both settings. And so I have noticed that two white people in both the settings have kind of engaged in this lack of acknowledgement situation where we would have just been at setting number one and having like an actual candid conversation, you know, really kind of talking and sharing information. And then I get to setting two and I'd be like trying to speak and they won't even acknowledge me. It's as if you have no clue who I am. And it's the weirdest thing. And I'm just like, I'm confused. And I've made this a white issue because we can easily be like, well, that happens with everybody, right? But no, 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 no. Let me challenge your thought because you don't speak to me, right? And you're white. Even though we just was in a setting where we was having a whole conversation and have done that on several occasions and had a whole conversation. And now we're in setting number two and you act just like you don't know who I am. Barely make eye contact with me. Don't speak, don't say hi, don't try to engage in a conversation. But your white counterpart, who is not at setting number one, you just engage in a whole full-fledged conversation with them and almost kind of like turn your body as if you don't want to engage with me, right? So that's like white person number one. And then white person number two in the more social setting, if I see you and I kind of speak and say, hey, you know, how are you? Because I didn't see them and kind of made the comment like, oh, I missed you, you know, last week. And it was just like, uh, <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, what? Like, did, did you not? Do you not recognize that we like see each other very frequently? It's just rude. So anyway, that is my first issue is the lack of acknowledgement that white people want to engage in, which seems kind of racially undertone because it's okay to speak to me in one setting. And then when we get to another setting, you act like you don't know nobody. That's a problem. The other thing, which kind of piggybacks on this, um, what am I trying to say? It kind of piggybacks on the first issue is, you know, white people are often overstepping their boundaries, right? And it just makes me feel like white people, y'all don't need to insert yourself in everything, right? So the same situation with white person number one who act like they don't know who I am in setting number two, we get to setting number one, and I'm kind of like doing some little fun stuff <laughs> with the group of people. And like, there's been this thing that's been planned and all kind of stuff, right? And now white person number one who act like they don't know me, I'm gonna keep saying that because it's irritating, wants to insert themselves 
in the fun activity and almost try to like take over and be like, oh, well, Narissa, I can do this. No, you cannot do this. Number one, I didn't ask for your help. Number two, please stop inserting yourself because you ain't tried to help all this time that we've been planning. And number three, you don't know me, remember? You don't know me. So like, why are we talking? Don't talk to me because it's rude. And so I just feel like don't insert yourself. Don't overstep your boundaries. Don't try to take over things that have nothing to do with you and or that I did not ask for your input in. Okay, and I'm going to categorize these two things and these two stories after the break and make them a little more concise and structured and less ranty. (laughs) But y'all know my podcast starts off with a rant because that's just kind of like the catapult of what it is. Um, And that's what my podcast is about because I got a rant about my experience as a black woman. So y'all can like really get where I'm coming from. And then sometimes I will bring it in and just make it a little more structured for you and give you my observations, which I'm going to do today. And so after this commercial break, we will kind of categorize these two things. I'll let you all know my observations about this and why I feel like these things continue to happen um, and why white people struggle with this stuff. And then we'll be kind of done with the podcast. So as I always say, go get you some water, something to drink, some tea, some coffee, some soda, if that's your thing, get you a snack, take you a quick little bathroom break And I shall be right back and we will continue with the podcast. So I had to pause my podcast just for a second and do a shameless plug and ask you a question. Are you subscribed to my newsletter? If so, thank you so much for your subscription. And if not, why not? Go to my website, www.bloomintoyourbestself.com and sign up. I have two versions of my newsletter and they are both fabulous. I have a free version and I have a paid version. Both are outlined on my website. So you can go over, check it out and see which subscription works for you. But there's really no excuse to not sign up because there is a free subscription version. So go check it out. Look at my website, www.bloomintoyourbestself.com and subscribe to one of my newsletters. If you are liking my podcast, then you are going to love my newsletter, whether it's the free version or the paid version. They're both high quality and you will love them. So go sign up. All right, let's get back to the podcast. All right. So again, if you are a very conscious white person um, and you don't necessarily engage in these type of behaviors, I still encourage you to continue listening and then share this podcast with your white counterparts who might not be as conscious as you. 
Honestly speaking, sometimes it's better for white folks who are not conscious to hear from y'all, the white people who are allies for us people of color. It's much better sometimes if it comes from you guys, as opposed to it continuously coming from us, because sometimes white people just feel like we being hypervigilant and we being extra sensitive, and that's just not the case. So make sure you share this, make sure you finish listening to it. Um, and you know, hopefully you can help a white person who ain't that conscious. So I just want to categorize each of these things. It's just two points, um, that I'm going to kind of go into. And the first one, which I talked about with the lack of acknowledgement, I'm going to kind of categorize that and call it this individualistic mentality that a lot of white people have. We often hear certain language from some white people, right? This whole, you know, just pull yourselves up by the bootstraps. That's a very self kind of driven statement. Um, Or I had to work my way up in the company. Again, that's a very self driven statement. Um, Or, you know, I watch my dad or I watch my mom, you know, they work their butts off to get to where they are. Again, that's very self-driven. And so a lot of times there's not this acknowledgement that there most likely was a source of community that was around people who quote unquote pulled themselves up by the bootstraps or worked their way through a company or watched their parents kind of work to where they were. Yeah, you might've been doing the footwork, but I bet you there was somebody that was a listening ear for you or somebody that, you know, provided you kind of like a reference or a referral letter um, or somebody that spoke on your behalf. You know, when watching parents work really hard, who was watching you as a child? Who was there to help your parent? Um, and even if you didn't see it and you want to kind of rebuttal and be like, no, you know, didn't nobody help my mom? I doubt it. Like, I just doubt it. And so I feel like a lot of people a lot of white people should i say that have this individualistic mentality they don't notice other people and there's this lack of community and lack of unity and lack of togetherness which transcends into i ain't gonna really speak to you even though we was just in this you know community type setting having a conversation which we've done several times And then we can go on a whole nother tangent, which I won't do in regards to maybe some blind spots around just like some internal discrimination, racism, or whatever you might have going on that makes it okay to talk to me as a black woman in one setting and then, you know, prefer to talk to your white counterpart in another and act just like you don't know me. That's a whole nother conversation. But the lack of community and togetherness, I think really leads some white people to just be dismissive. And as a black woman, I personally take relationships and interactions very seriously. I am a real strong believer that you show me, you only got to show me once, maybe twice, if I'm feeling generous, of how you really get down. And I'm going to take you seriously and I'm going to take that to heart. And you ain't got to worry about me continuing to put myself in a situation where I can kind of potentially have my feelings hurt, so to speak, you know, and again, relationships are important to me. If we speak and we cool and we share information and I see you in a different setting, I'm gonna be like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Because we shared a moment. 
Um, and it's really in my nature as a black woman. And I think in a, in the nature of black people in general to acknowledge other people when I see them, if I know them, um, and even if I don't necessarily know them to just acknowledge other people, Dr. Joy DeGroy talks about this in the very beginning of her book, post-traumatic slave syndrome, where she really goes into some detail about acknowledging this type of form of acknowledgement that takes place. And when she went back home, should I say, to Africa, um, how much it meant to her to be acknowledged in such a way where the the deep rooted meaning was, I see you. If you guys haven't read that book, it's a tough read, but oh, it's a good read. You should read the book. It's so good. And she really talks about this, I see you mentality that took place in Africa, but then coming back home to not home, but you know, coming back to America, really noticing how many people don't see each other. But, and I emphasize, but in the black community, um, she noticed that we are always like trying to like nod at each other or make eye contact or smile or just do something to acknowledge that I see you as a black person. And so when that doesn't happen with us from other cultures, it's very offensive when when people just don't acknowledge us, especially if we've had an interaction with you that we deemed as positive um, and meaningful, and then you just act like you don't know who we are. That just simply makes us leery of you, and we be real cool off of you and kind of give you the deuces from a distance. We ain't gotta we ain't gotta chat too much more. You know what I mean? We can just keep it real fluffy. So. That's my take on this individualistic mentality. The other issue in regards to kind of white people inserting themselves and just giving feedback that ain't nobody asked them about, I call that this like white superiority complex. And, you know, there's information out there on this topic, um, which I'm not going to really get into today. I'm just going to do more so of my perspective of this as a black woman. And so I feel like a lot of white people really feel like they are superior and you know, they just not like, you're not my superior. You're not my boss. So please don't insert yourself in what I'm doing. Right. Look, even the baby say, don't insert yourself in what my mama is doing. Right. That's right. You tell them baby. But on a serious note, I really just feel like just don't insert yourself. And I noticed that this happens a lot. It happens so much. I've noticed it equally happening in both personal and professional settings, right? And so my take on this is if I don't report to you on a job, you are not my boss. If you've contracted me to do work for you, that does not make you my boss. If you've consulted with me or asked me to consult with you, you are not my boss. And even, and this does not happen in my friendships. Um, but still, it, I'm just going to say it because I'm sure it happens in other friendships where people are black and white friends, so to speak. You know, even if you're my friend and you are trying to give me some information or some feedback, you are not my superior. You ain't my boss either. I did not ask you for that information, right? And so I think it's just a pretty simple rule that white folks need to follow. 
If I didn't ask you for your feedback, that means I don't want it and I don't need it, okay? And I just feel like with the superiority complex, white people have a really, really hard time recognizing that their role is not a role of authority anymore. Like we've been long gone from those days, okay? So, and especially if like you are not technically holding the title of being somebody's like supervisor or boss or director, you know, you just need to fall back and realize that that's not your role, sweetie. So don't insert yourself just don't do it, right? And so I feel like this comes from a long, long history of, I'm giggling because the baby is like really trying to give her feedback, but I feel like this is coming from a really long history of white people being used to being in control, right? From the times of slavery, from the times of civil rights, from all of those things, it just seems as though, really? Yes. That's do you feel like that too? You feel like it too? All right. But again, it seems as though um white people just have this kind of like mentality from generations ago that they are still in control and still calling the shots. But it's a really different time nowadays. It's such a different time and People have to really, really get a handle on stuff and need to realize that we don't need your input. So again, just fall back. And I want to just speak to black folks listening right now, just for a quick second, because white people can fall into the trap of having a superiority complex, but we as black people need to really pay attention to not falling into the trap of having an inferiority complex, right? We are no longer in those situations where we got to report to the master or we got to be in the house at a certain time because, you know, the white folks is out and the cops is out with the dogs and the hoses and we might get lynched, right? Like, we are not inferior, okay? We never were, honestly speaking, when we really, really think about it. Like, the back of America is on black folks and a whole bunch of other people of color, but we did a whole lot, okay? That's that's That speaks volumes. And so, Black people listening, please realize you are not inferior. Let's just, let's just realize that. And no, I ain't trying to start no revolution or no uprising if, for white folks listening, thinking about that. All I'm trying to do is uplift my people and just have you guys have a mindset and realize that you are not inferior and you are equally important and equally, um, you know, capable as your white counterpart. So just don't fall into that trap of thinking that you are not as good because that just ain't true. It ain't true. It ain't true. And do your research, black folks, and realize just really, really do your research on the contributions we have made to this country, the contributions we are continuing to make to this country, and even on lower levels where you feel like black folks ain't making contributions and you start digging and realizing that it's a black person behind that. Like, I'm just saying, so don't fall into the inferiority complex. Just just don't do it. So 
Anyway, that's my rant for today because little baby Faith is clearly ready to play or do something. So (laughs) that's my episode for today. The cultural tidbit is I want you guys to watch a TED Talk. I'm going to put the link um, in the show notes, but it's by Jalen Coates. And she has a really different take on like how white people use their quote unquote power. But I think she has a take that should be heard. I'm kind of like in a place in my life where I do believe white people have, you know, some form of privilege, but I also feel like, you know, I'm not going to let that stop me. So there's not this certain level of power that is over me, but I do acknowledge that there is this privilege kind of where I could be treated differently or not respected in certain senses um, or overlooked. So, but again, I think her take is really something that's really good to kind of look at and listen to and pay attention to. So that's the cultural tidbit. Next week's episode is entitled Oakland Roots. Are you sure? So that's what we'll talk about next week. Until the next time we chat, I hope that you do something that'll help you bloom into your best self. And I'm very excited. Are you excited too? Tell the people how excited you are and that you want them to bloom into their best self. There you go. So until the next time we chat, I really hope that you do something that'll help you bloom into your next best self. And I'm very excited for you to come back and walk another day with me and my culture.